Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Love a la Dijonas. This is Feli and Sam, how are you? Hello everyone, I'm fine my love, how are you? I'm very happy, first of all, because this episode and the coming ones are going to be very easy to edit. But secondly guys, because we are extremely happy and that's because this is officially the first podcast, the first episode that we are recording together. Yes, and no more distance for the next three and a half months. More or less. Yeah, more or less, which we are very excited finally together. And well, basically in this episode, we're going to tell you our story time of how it is to travel during coronavirus. Exactly. We wanted to talk about this because, of course, now that I'm here in Europe with Sam, there was a whole process. Uh, we have some stories. Well, I do have some stories about how is it coming here during all the virus, the restrictions and everything. But that's why we wanted to share this with you. Of course, we're going to start first with Sam. She's going to share with you experience she had a bit more than six months ago. Well, 11 months ago, she was stuck in Mexico. <laughs> yes. And yeah, basically, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to start with Sam. Okay, guys, let's go back in time. As you know, 2020 had other plans with all of us. We thought it was going to be new year, amazing year. We're going to do plenty of things, but no. Our dear friend coronavirus arrived and I planned to stay in Mexico for a month and a half. So from mid-February until end of March and that was it. But since things started getting worse and worse and um, things in Europe, you know, Europe shut down and cases were rising. It wasn't that bad in Mexico and America, but in Europe it was. So I, I, in mid of March, I get an email saying my flight was canceled. I was like, okay, what do I do? Nothing. Well, um, they gave me a new date. So I was uh, supposed to leave then in April. I was like, okay, one more month, it's fine. I can spend with my boyfriend. But then, again, <laughs> another email, your flight has been canceled. And I'm like, okay, we call, we get a new date for May. Fine, another month. I get another email in the beginning of May, your flight has been canceled. And I'm like, okay. So we call again to um, the airline and they're like, oh, yeah, well, we can give you a new date, but we are not 100% sure if it's going to be, you know, if the flight is going to be available, if it's not going to be canceled. I'm like, okay. So I get the date for June, for mid of June. This one wasn't canceled. So after, what, four months in Mexico, something like more that? More or less. More or less. I went back home. I mean, I wasn't complaining. I was in the house. I was with my boyfriend. Everything was fine. The ones who were a bit worried were, of course, was, of course, my family. Because they were like, oh, no, but you're stuck. But how are you going to come home? But are you going to come home? So, yeah, it was a mess. And thanks God, Europeans were allowed to stay in Mexico for six months without any visa. So, yeah, I was lucky, actually, because a lot of people were stuck in hotels or Airbnbs and those type of things, and they couldn't come home. So I was very, very lucky to stay 
in your house. No, exactly, because basically you weren't spending anything. No. Because literally you had food, you had everything, and as you were saying, like, literally, there were people stuck in hotels, in Airbnbs, that they needed to be paying and paying and, and paying. paying. And paying. Yeah, so it, it was very stressing, and also because we were seeing, I remember that we were seeing that, I mean, as Sam said at the beginning, actually there wasn't any case in Mexico. Cases no. start appearing in March, at the end of March. That it was the first time that your flight got cancelled. And then, <laughs> by the time she was leaving, Mexico was getting horrible. Like, literally, she left, and I think, like, a month later was when we started having, like, the huge boom. Yeah, you the know, wave. Of coronavirus. Yeah, the first huge wave. And then, of course, Mexico basically got horrible. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> but, yeah, sadly got horrible as the U.S. But uh, it was very stressing, and I can't even imagine how her, how her parents were, because they were like, but how? I mean, they were... They were confused. They yeah. didn't know how is that possible. I mean... We still, I mean, me, myself, I don't know how it's possible because if you think about it, it was a huge loss for airlines because they weren't flying for a couple of months. I mean, I was in contact with my embassy in Washington because they cover U.S. and Mexico. Don't know if they cover Canada. And they found me a flight going from Miami to Bratislava. And that was it. Or to Amsterdam. And I'm like, okay, but how do I come from... Bratislava or Amsterdam to Slovenia or how do I come from Guadalajara to Miami because also there weren't any flights from Mexico to the US and another thing was I had to pay this flight by myself more than 1000 euros and I was like uh uh-uh, no I'm gonna stay I have a house I have food I'm with my boyfriend and that's it I'm gonna wait for my flight like the original one to not be cancelled and that's what I did and I saved a lot a lot of money it was very complicated yeah I remember as you said that flights from Mexico to the US were cancelled in that moment no one was flying although we have a direct flight from Guadalajara to Miami that is I think like we have like three per week three flights from Guadalajara to Miami in that moment no one was flying not even to LA that is the most common flight that we have from Guadalajara so it was very complicated but at the end well she managed I managed yeah she got her flight with Lufthansa of course yeah but then we had a tiny issue the thing is like um there are two flights every day from Frankfurt to to Ljubljana one is at midday and the next one is until the night Yes, but yeah. because of Corona, they had only one flight per day, and it was in the midday. And I flew from Guadalajara to Mexico City, then to Frankfurt, and to Ljubljana. But I was arriving from Mexico City to Frankfurt, like at three-something. And the flight, literally when I landed in Frankfurt, the flight from Ljubljana had already taken off, like... 10 minutes, 20 minutes ago, like before I landed. So there was no flight. And then we called the airline and they were like, okay, yeah, we can give you the flight. But of next day at 7 a.m. in the morning, I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and then I contacted my embassy, Slovenian embassy in Berlin, asking them, oh, do, if I can go to a hotel or whatever. And they were like, yeah, you can go, but only in the airport, from like the, air, uh, the hotel of the airport. If not, you have to go to, into quarantine. I was like, okay. 
Then I googled and yeah, the for one night the room was 300 euros and those hotels that were outside the airport were like let's say around 85 per night euros so way cheaper and I was like okay no I'm not paying for one night 300 euros so I decided to sleep at the airport one of the most annoying things you've yes. ever done yeah the mask the mask very uncomfortable <laughs> and there was a guy was i don't know he was loud the whole night the, the jewish guy i'm not yeah. i'm not judging him because yeah. he's jewish or whatever but he was very like loud annoying and at some point i was like falling asleep there on those benches at, of the airport and he came to me and he started talking to me i'm like Dude, I'm trying to sleep. Please leave me alone. Yeah, I remember she called me. You remember you called me? Yeah, in the middle yeah, of the night. Me. There was a night in Europe because I couldn't sleep. It was so bad. And I remember that time was the one, the worst one. I felt jet lagged and everything. And I couldn't wait to come home. But luckily, next morning, I had my flight, came home, showered, rested, and yeah. So that was it. That was it. That was my experience. Um, I mean, I was very lucky in comparison to other people because they had to, like, pay hotels and everything. Actually, I saw a lot of people traveling back to Germany or Europe once everything had opened on my flight from Mexico City to, Fra uh, to Frankfurt. So, yeah. But yeah, I was lucky in an unlucky situation. Yeah, I know. I can imagine. It was very hard, very tiring. But finally she managed. I managed. And yeah, and Sam came. She was home. And I know that she got super, super happy because of that. Because yeah, being stuck in, in Europe, in Europe, being stuck in Mexico, <laughs> um, it's not that easy, of course. No, but I mean... See, like I said, I was lucky and I'm super thankful to your parents. They allowed me to stay. Now, of course, they were going to allow you to stay. Yeah. But it, it was nice. I mean, but the thing is, like, something I told Sam is, like, when I saw that, she, I mean, we were together for so long, because basically we were together for four months, more or less. I told her what I remember one of the last days she was in Mexico. I was like, you know what? I think this was because of something and I'm scared, but I think... That is going to take us a while to see each other again. And that's how it happened. Here we are 11 months after. Yay! Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. We managed. But we managed. We resist almost, well, basically the year being apart. Today is actually, well, if you weren't here, it would be 11 months apart because I, I came back home on the 17th. Yeah. And today is the 17th. So, so it, it was hard. It was pretty hard. But finally, here we are. And now I'm going to share with you what we are going to share. Because, of course, it was a whole pro process from both of us. You know, we needed to do stuff to put me here. Yes. And it was very hard. If it's something, it was super hard. Um, tiring, annoying. So many calls, so many documents that mm -hmm. we, need, we needed to have. But here we are. So, of course, uh, we started realizing. Because the thing is, like, for us to see uh, each other again, we planned first. Uh, okay, November, we said. You know? <laughs> no. No, of course not. That was impossible. Actually, in November in Mexico, we were having so many people we, dying. We did as well. Like, yeah. so many cases in Europe. Everything was shut down again in, like, fall, well, autumn. 
So there was no chance that yeah, we no were get chance. any document for you to travel. No, it was it was horrible. Also, Mexico. I remember in November was when European Union declared um, that Mexico was basically a high risk incidence area. area. Yeah, exactly. And we we couldn't travel to Europe anymore, and a lot of people were dying in Mexico. So it was horrible. So then we said, okay, January. Again, same situation. No. We were horrible. We were having waves. I think you were going out from the second wave, something. No, we were no? deeply in second okay. wave in January. We were deeply. about to start the second wave. Because anyway, it was horrible. But then we started singing, and I was like, you know what? May. Because I think in May it's going to be a bit better. Actually, it's a bit better. It's still not perfect now. But I mean, here with us. Thanks God, is getting better, but of course, thanks to the vaccines and everything. Exactly. But what I'm afraid, what my government is gonna do is that they're gonna shut us down in in fall again because they that's their plan. By the way, we have stupid government. Yes, I'm complaining. We both have stupid yes. governments. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, but the thing is like. We said, okay, May will be, and we started investigating. At the beginning, we were like, okay, looks easy, because the thing is, like, apparently, we, uh, there were, there weren't so many restrictions anymore, but then we started checking, and I remember once, uh, I was at work, and I called the embassy in Washington, and I told them, and they were like, you know what, we need to give you a letter, signed by the government because also uh, the Mexican embassy in Germany told me like it will be very nice because I knew that I needed to enter through Germany mm -hmm. and they were like you know it will be very nice if you have a paper a document signed from I mean by the government of Slovenia saying that you are allowed to enter to Slovenia because we don't want you here in Germany <laughs> basically <laughs> that's what like, they were we telling go away <laughs> yeah so I was that um Okay, and we started checking. Sam also, she checked with the government here. Uh-huh. Documents that they asked us, they asked us basically to prove our relationship. Oh, my God, so yeah. many documents. Pictures and what else? Like, like flight tickets, reservations of hotels, um, copy of passports and IDs of both of us. Um and yeah that was pretty much basically everything when like to prove that we have been together for like in, in one place um for more than three months in the past like two years but having in mind that these three months don't have to be like um how you say in a row in a row yeah. can be like split and the thing is we did that thanks god we had everything um but then when we were counting the months we were missing what one day i think yeah it was something very stupid it, it was, was like, like one or two days one or two days and we were all like oh no and then we had a brilliant idea to send them papers from exchange and we were in france together in the same university and everything and then we send them that um additionally and then i don't know i wake up the next morning having the letter in my email yeah. I was like yes we made it we have the letter finally we got the letter we were super happy and then of course all the things that we needed to do well now basically me because i needed to get prepared that yeah. the freaking test i had it that was the second time they did the pcr test to me if you ask me it feels horrible when they put the thing in your nose and also in your throat but 
the nose is the one that is like, oh, you know, I get the goosebumps. Most yeah. And well, yeah, it was hard to find a place that could give me the results of the PCR test in less than 12 hours. Because Europe asks me to get a test, you know, to show a test not older than 48 hours, which is something hard in Mexico because most part of labs, they give you the test in minimum 48 hours. Mm -hmm. So that was a problem. But thanks to Santi, dude, I send you a huge hug. Thank you so much (laughs) for telling me about that lab. Um, he told me about a lab that actually sent me the the results in, I think, like five hours. It was very fast. We was pretty fast. And that was it. I got my things and we were scared because the thing is like, I mean, doesn't matter if I had the test. The thing is like, we knew I was going to be able to enter to Germany because I was just in transit. Mm-hmm. The real question was, am I going to be able to go <laughs> to Slovenia? Yeah. Because it's so special, and Slovenia's government right now is so messed up that they change the... From yeah. one day to another, and in general, we have a lot of bureaucracy. doesn't matter if it's coronavirus times or not, we... a lot of papers always, so... I mean, he had, besides the letter from the embassy, the copy of my passport, he had my invitation letter, and then we both wrote and signed like a paper that we like are in a relationship and we consider each other's like couple partners. So yeah, I had all those things and his test. But yeah, my government sometimes bit special, so we were scared that they're gonna say no, no, and send him back to Mexico. Mm-hmm. But also because of the test, because European Union, I and mean, for when you read on those of the official page. Um, they tell you like, oh yeah, you can enter with the test, but that is done in the European Union, um, or either US, Canada, UK, Australia, New Zealand, and I'm like, no Mexico, of course. No, no Mexico. So I was scared a bit that they're gonna send him to test again, but thanks God they didn't. No, they didn't. Actually, we were expecting mainly me, not also you. We were expecting that they were gonna be very tough you know, mm-hmm. with entering. And it wasn't like that. I basically arrived to Germany and it was a, a, a girl. The, the police Yeah, officer. the police from the customs. I arrived and, you know, as usual, hello, guten hello. morgen. You know, I used my incre- incredible German. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I was so happy because I was practicing my German as you, maybe you don't know, but I'm, I'm learning German. So I was happy to practice my German. And I arrived, and actually, she was very nice. She asked me, like, uh, well, she actually, she told me, uh, welcome to Germany, you know, like, nice directly. And, and very nice. Yeah, she was welcoming me. And she was like, what are you doing in Europe? And then I told her, well, I'm trying to sit here in Germany. I'm going to Slovenia. And she was like, why? And then I told her, well, I'm visiting my girlfriend. And she was like, oh, so nice. Um, Do you have something from the government that you know, uh, proofs that actually you are going to be able to <laughs> enter. And then I, I said, yes, of course. And thanks God, I print two copies of the letter of the, of the embassy. And I gave her that. And she was like, you have a, the copy of the, of the passport of your girlfriend. I was like, yes. And I gave it to her and she was like, uh, do you have the, the address? And then I told her the address where I was going to stay. And she was like, okay, I'm going to keep the, the copy of the letter, you know, from the embassy, Mm -hmm. but welcome to Germany and just stay here in the terminal. Don't go out from the airport or anything. Yeah. 
And then I was like, okay, fine. And that was it. Germany, very, very, very nice. Fast. Yeah, very fast. Everything was open in the airport. Actually, I told you that everything was open, basically. Which is nice, because when I, when I stayed for a day there, well, I had a sleepover at the airport. Everything was closed. There were like, there was a tiny store open and like a bakery slash coffee thing open. And only mm, those it. two things. No, yeah, it was so different. Now, even restaurants that were open, everything was back. I bought a book. I told some. In German. I, I bought a book in German because I want to practice German. Um, but that was it. I was very tired. The of jet lag was striking me a lot. And I don't know. I think like everyone strikes different. Like the jet lag mm-hmm. me strikes me like if I, I had a hangover. So yeah, horrible. Maybe I just want to sleep. In like three days in a row, I, I feel sleepy. Yeah. No, with me, it's like if I had drunk. And <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, we I flew I flew I flew <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I flew to Slovenia and I was scared you know because I was like oh my god how is it gonna be but no the guy actually he was surprised because I was from Mexico he asked me like what are you doing here and then I told him I'm visiting my girlfriend and that was it actually he asked me less things he was like do you have the copy of the letter I gave it to him he gave it back and he was like well. Welcome. Yeah, he checked your <laughs> test. Yeah, of he course. checked my test, of course, in English, and that was it. It was it was nice. It was very tiring, and the most annoying part was a mask. Horrible. Oh my God, yeah. Yes. Horrible. For twenty hours, and you're not allowed to take it off. Yeah, I'm not allowed. To, actually, I'm very happy that Sam and me we were talking when I, because I had a connection in Cancun. You know, mm-hmm. from Cancun, I flew from from Cancun to Frankfurt. And in Cancun, I went out of the airport to take my mask off, and I was very happy because after that, I had that mask the whole time, and it was in the plane nine hours and a half. So annoying. So annoying. Yeah, very tiring, but it's a whole process. It's literally a whole process. It's tiring. And for those of you who are planning and you have a, a couple here in Europe and you are from Mexico or Latin America, like, Guys, it's so hard. It's yeah. seriously hard. You, you need to investigate a lot. And basically, you need to have a reason to, to, to enter to Europe. Yeah, you, you need to have a reason. Because if not, they, they, they seriously, yeah. they, they don't allow you. And they can send you back to your country. I think even for tourism purposes, it would be a bit harder to enter. Yeah. Unless you're like with a touristic agency or something like that. Yeah, and it's even like, you don't even have to be in Europe to realize that. I told you, like, they 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 weren't given the boarding pass to come. They gave me the boarding pass in Cancun until I showed them my, my PCR test. Yeah, you just did the check-in and no boarding pass. No usually board, uh-huh. you get the boarding pass. Yeah, of course, but yeah, no. Of course. And also, every time that you travel... Well, that I mean, it's not a restriction, but it's at some point annoying. In Mexico... Ooh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. In Mexico, and you're going to realize when we go back... For traveling inside Mexico, every time that you are about to take a flight, you need to do a questionnaire about the countries you visited, and you can go through security until you you, you do, do that. Actually, that one I had to do when I was leaving Mexico. Oh, well, I didn't or know. It was yeah. already introduced a questionnaire. We don't have any questionnaires here. No, you with don't. Because it's just like you need to have a specific reason in order for them to and en- to allow you to enter and the test. But also, because um, like a lot of people ask you, how is it you're allowed to enter 
and if they're trying to come to another country in Europe, but they're not allowed, is the thing is, yes, we have some common rules and regulations, but every country is different. Yeah. They have their own rules and regulations. It would be like states in Mexico. Yeah, it, it's different. I, I was telling you, and you guys, you must know, for example, I have a friend that she texted me yesterday because she saw my story on Instagram and she was like, are you going to Europe? And I told her yes. And she, the thing is like, she has a boyfriend in France and she wants to come and visit him. But she was like, but I, I don't, I mean, how am I supposed to do it? Because French government is telling me that even though I arrived with a PCR test, you know, a negative test, I need to stay in quarantine for 10 days. And because of my job, I'm only allowed to be 15 days out. So it will be basically five days with him. And so nothing. It's worthless. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. Every government yeah, is different. Yeah, every government is different. So if you're planning something that I just investigate well with months in advance because yeah. yeah it's hard and calling the embassies and checking like in the news or whatever on official web pages of governments if they change something that's what we did and it took us like very long yeah. to figure out how we can do it yeah I, I think we start investigating since December more or less or yeah, since December, and you got the paper in March. Okay? Yeah, it took us months. But just investigate, guys. Yeah, that's it. That's our story of traveling during Corona time. Of traveling, yeah. Well, we hope that you liked this episode, guys. It was, it was basically just a story time. And I think it was the best episode for the first... I mean, the best topic for the first episode being together. Yes. Yeah, we are very happy, guys, that we are together, Sam and me, finally. We're going to be a couple of months together because she's coming back to Mexico with me. Yay! So I think it's going to be pretty easy to edit and record and everything for a while. So we just enjoy that. We should enjoy it. Yes. And, well, that was it, guys. Thank you so much for being here with us. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And as usual, you know where to find us. Yes, on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and on Instagram at Global Logicianist Podcast. Yeah, guys, we wish you a very but seriously nice weekend. Enjoy a lot your Friday. And we hope to be here next weekend with a new topic and together. Together. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye.